All right. Welcome back to the prospecting show. Today is Wednesday, March 16th. This is going to be one of 10 of the final shows that we're going to have before we switch over into our uh, organic outbound secrets group and just start doing all the interviews there. So um, again, this will be one of 10 coming down to the wire here. But today we have Kelly Gordon um, on the call. We're going to talk a little bit about paper lead in the insurance space. We're going to talk a little bit about um, kind of the arbitrage between generating traffic, pre-Facebook traffic. I'm sure we'll talk about a bunch of different uh, things. Um, but to start off, the, the format of the show is past, present, and future. We talk about what you did in the past, what you're doing today, and what you plan on doing as a business owner uh, so that you can share your journey. So first of all, um, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So let's start off from the beginning. Um, how, how did you get to where you're at? I know we talked about 13 years ago, you kind of started. Like, Give us that story and how you got into this space today. Yeah, so showing my age a little bit, guys. But so I've been doing this since 2008, um, however long ago that was. Uh, when I got out of school, I actually went to school for programming and web design and things like that. Got out of the market and started freelancing immediately, as well as was hired by local marketing companies, regional marketing companies um, that needed a web designer, right? So, um, and then my interest sh quickly shifted from web design development to marketing and wanted to be a part of those teams and, and was able to do that. And then I was looking around and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of waste here. You know, I mean, these are like, you know, we're talking about like mad men, traditional advertising agencies, right? Like, I'm like, there's so much waste. There's not a whole lot of results driven. Now guys, remember this was a long time ago. This was before Facebook ads. This was before the world kind of understood it in the way that we did. And so I actually went out on my own. And I was like, I can do this better. Like, it's just, there, there's too much waste. The clients aren't getting the results. I know how to do this. I'm going to do it. Now, I probably wouldn't suggest you all quit your job like that, but I did. And here we are. And I did start a lot with web design development because that's what I had, but then work to transition those people into marketing, right? So I did traditional retainer marketing for years and years. Um, and then I want to say four or five years ago, um, transitioned into what we call the paper lead model. And that's what I do now. And, and that transition, right? Cause I think there's a lot of people who think like, hear this on paper. They're like, Hey, paper lead sounds great. The more, the better I do, the more I get paid, right? It's performance driven. It's, it's all that. Um, but there's definitely a lot of, you know, pieces to that are a little more complex mm -hmm. than, than what it sounds like up front. Right. So talk to us a little oh, bit yeah. about that shift. You go retainer, you know, there's one day where you just, I'm doing paper lead. Right. And then you make that shift. So, so what was that like? And, and what actually made you want to do that shift? So a lot of there's a lot of truth in what you just said and a lot of people lose their shirts real fast you can get into a really big hole really fast with paper lead now of course i do it and i think it's great and it is a performance model there are other performance models that can keep you safer so guys just know that right but as far as making the leap into paper lead the way that we did it right it was because at the time i was still just fulfilling myself like i didn't have a team built out and so at that point I knew exactly what it took creatively, right? Like not only actually creating it, the videos, the images, but like mentally the angles, how does this work? How can I get people interested in this thing, right? I knew how much time and effort that took and I knew how much the leads cost because I had a retainer client that I was doing it for. I was using their money to learn how to do this thing in a retainer, okay? Please start there if you're gonna do paper lead. Right, like that, that's a whole thing. Um, but if you start there, then you understand what the CPL is, right? Of course, there is an industry standard of, at least in most industries, of what you can sell a paper lead lead for, right? It's the difference of, you know, retainer is, hey, I'm a service, and paper lead is, hey, I'm a product, right? So our product is a qualified, verified, exclusive 
in real time lead, right? It is a, 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 a definable thing. Once you understand what it costs to get that and you understand what the industry will pay, then you can back off on quality until you hit that number, right? The problem is, and I was talking on um, actually Databull's podcast about this is the issue with paper lead is because it's performance, a lot of people are like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put up some lead ads and ask a few questions, get that contact information and they raise their hand and they sell that. It's not gonna have the contact rate of the conversion rate that it needs. It, I'll argue with anybody about it. It just plain isn't. You have to take them off platform and get more interest, which of course costs more, right? It makes our, large, our margin a little bit less, but I sell a whole lot more of them and we have a 93% you know, retention rate in the agency, so they like it, right? So we make more money even though your lead is cheaper. Yeah, well, and, and I think that's the big part too, is that in the paper lead, because a lot of these are like limited money down, very few setup fees, there's not a retainer. Um, the cost per acquisition is the most important thing, um, but mm -hmm. re the retention is what's building the lifetime value for you as the agency. Right. So that's why, you know, it becomes incredibly important to actually be able to somewhat deliver on the back end mm -hmm. if possible. And and I'm sure because you're niched in one in one service uh, delivery space, you know, hey, I can deliver on X, Y, Z. Some of the stuff mm -hmm. that we do, um, we're broader and you know i tell people all the time like 30 percent of the offers we work with we struggle to produce on and that's just because we go so wide and we test different things mm -hmm. and for us we're willing to lose part of the time right mm -hmm. and, the, and because we get to learn but in your case you've dialed down all of the metrics so yep. what in in today's space right like let's say there's an insurance agent or someone listening to this that is interested in this model not an agency but an actual person who who would like to buy this what is a traditional lead look like what do people pay for like break that down so that we're all on the same page Right, so there's a lot of different kinds of leads, really. Paper lead comes down to, am I a data lead? Am I a live transfer? Um, and those are really kind of the big, the other one's a little bit too technical. We'll get, we'll stick with those two, all right? Ours are data leads, all right? They convert anywhere from 40 per, to 60% contact rate, and then you get anywhere from 15 to 25 closed from raw, not of contacted, but of raw, right? So when you understand and you're that insurance agent and you say, okay, of the last hundred calls that I've gotten, where did they come from, right? How much did I have to either pay for them or like what happened to make that happen? The, the smaller insurance brokers, we're talking maybe offices that are five people and less, right? You have to have an understanding of CPA, okay? So the correlation of the cost per my lead to you, right? And the cost for correlation to your cost per acquisition are different numbers and that's where everybody gets tripped up okay yeah, so absolutely. that's when you say like hey i've got you know maybe i'm i'm a, a singular person who is selling insurance i need term life insurance leads i'm going to contact kelly right the issue that that we will talk about and i'm happy to contact me right like we'll talk about this so we have to understand what the cpa is a lot of people don't in smaller teams. Now, to be fair, I have talked to larger teams who didn't either and they needed to get their stuff together before that was a thing. But if you can understand what the CPA is, then we can work backwards, right? A lot of what I do is super transparent, right? This is how much it costs to do this thing. What is your CPA? Can we work back based on your closing rate, right? So we work with national firms and things like that. They have call centers, like they can convert it 15 to 25%. My concern is, can you? Right. And I don't mean that against anybody. I don't, I just don't want you to spend money if it's not the best like next step for you. Right. So if you are looking for leads, 
being able and understanding, you know, being able to convert a Google, you know, somebody Googles you because they you're in their hometown and that lead comes to you, being able to convert that, good, right? That's a different thing. Getting the referral from one of your people, close it, good. That's a different thing. But understanding truly how to convert a social generated lead is a completely different thing. We can talk about it, happy to, right? But they they are different. The CPA for every one of it, every one of them is going to be different. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, you talk about sales, sales ability, sales skills from the right channel, inbound versus outbound, right? Like one of the things I see all the time, um, you know, we have some big producers on the email side and I can tell who's good at sales and who's not good at sales because the outbound sales process is quite a bit more difficult than the inbound oh, it's different. sales, but it's a right. different angle, a different starting point, a different, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I, I think one of the best ways to get good at this stuff is to sit in the pocket yourself, right? Sit in the chair and actually take calls yourself. I take 50 to 55 calls a week myself, so I can mm -hmm. sit in the pocket and have the same experience that our customers have so that when it's hard for us, I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. You're I'm, like, I'm oh, slipping. Maybe that's yeah. It. I, I, yeah. I'm right. slipping. I need to improve the skills. Right. And right. so I'm for, for what you're doing, I think it's really cool because, um, in the insurance space, there's so many people selling insurance. So you have such mm -hmm. big numbers, um, that you can learn really quick and you can have something Real like, fast. like a call center that would give you baseline metrics of, Hey, top of funnel, the bottom of funnel, this is what the conversion's like. So, so right. let's talk about a couple, couple other things. Um, thing number one, if people want to work with you, what's the best way for them to reach out, kind of start that conversation, see if there would be fit in, in this pay per lead model. Definitely. So the best place to find me for that is LinkedIn, right? We'll drop the, uh, the link here. I'm sure. Right. But linkedin.com, uh, slash, what is it? In slash Kelly Ben, B-R-Y-N. We'll put the link down there, but that that's where I hang out a lot. Everybody's over there in our space. So come have a chat. Yeah, I think I think that's a good place to start. And, and remember, if you're like a smaller office on the insurance side, that doesn't actually disqualify you. It's just as long as you can have the good sales mm -hmm. process and right. you can have the you can spend some money to make some money, right? I think that that's a good place mm -hmm. to be. And, I, and in the insurance space, because it's a lot of keep what you kill type um, mm -hmm. scenarios, you know the the better you do, the more you make, the more you can spend. Right. The commission structure more, it's great. Right. Insurance commission structure is crazy. So, you know, I, I never want to discount smaller teams. I've seen smaller teams outperform larger teams. I'll tell you that. Right. It's just about understanding the sales process uh, as far as being able to convert a social lead. Have you done that? Right. Or are you willing to have a conversation with me to make that work? Yeah. Let, let's say that somebody's out there and they're they're looking at different lead sources. They've ran Facebook ads, maybe inbound, or or maybe they're starting in like the TikTok space because that's starting to be more up and coming, right? People are switching a little mm -hmm. bit over there. Some people, um, and they're used to that. And maybe they've done some like SEO, AdWords, search intent type stuff. Like, what are the different angles or the different things people should be looking at when they're trying to buy leads? Like, what are the, some of the starting points? Like, hey, look at this and this and this. That's a really good question. If you're going to buy leads, buy exclusive leads and, and truly like trust the fact that those are exclusive leads. So think about this. If I generate a lead, I don't know, let's, let's say I sell it for 50 bucks, right? If I sell it to four of you for 50 bucks, I make $200 a lead, right? That makes me happier. What that doesn't do is help you because now that person's phone is ringing off the hook and now they're irritated and they don't convert. So right. we don't do that. All of these are exclusive. Once they're sent to you, they're not sent to anybody else, right? And that's important so that I can maintain your conversion rate, mainly just so you continue to pay us to do the thing. Like we're being transparent here, right? Like if I sell that to a bunch of people and you know that somebody gets ahead of you, 
I'm going to do the best that I can for, for that not to happen. So ex exclusivity is a really big deal. Okay. The fact that they are in real time. Okay. You get that lead within one minute of us generating it. So call it within three, right? We can have a whole conversation why that's necessary. But if, if you get old leads or some people, again, you have to trust them. You have to, you know, make sure you do due diligence on people or companies like, you know, make sure that you're not being sold even intermingled old lists. Right. So say even for example, this is going to happen um, in, in, in companies say, I sell you hundred leads, right? Say you convert 30 of them, right? You send the rest of them back to me and say, these never, these didn't go through, right? Whether I give um, different ones for uh, refunds or maybe we're replacing them or whatever, but either way, I know who they are. I could in theory, then put them in other people's to make my numbers better. They're still qualified, verified, but they're old, right? You can, mm. people will resubmit them. So there is a lot of fraud that goes on in our industry. There's a lot of really shady stuff that goes on. We position ourselves to be above that. It is not worth it. There is way too much. It's way too easy to make money legally and ethically and all of that than to do anything like that. Yeah. Well, and I think that's that. That's the tricky part with paper lead, right? There's that. You know, I get that question mm -hmm. all the time with people when they come to us for for our offers. They say, "Well, hey, is this like?" somebody else can get this too. And it's like, absolutely not, because that doesn't make any sense because we want right. it for your business as much as possible. And, and the creative and the copy and the offer should all be focused mm -hmm. on your thing. Um, what What is the primary difference between, so there's like, you know, term life insurance and there's whole life policies and then there's some of this health stuff. Are you seeing any trends kind of as a whole for cost or, or interest in those different categories? Right they now? all cost different, right? So like term life, we, we do a lot of term life, like hundreds a day. Right, in term life, because it is, so if you're, imagine this. So a whole, I don't, most people don't understand it, insurance, I'm gonna kind of start farther back, yeah, right? So yeah, whole yeah. life is more of a financial investment than an insurance policy. So whole life says, I'm essentially putting money into this thing. I can get loans against it. I can cash it out. Like it's a, it's a financial cash money thing, right? term life is essentially a mathematical equation, right? You are 25 and you're healthy. You don't smoke, you don't drink. I bet you're going to live a long time. Let's give you a $2 million policy for $50, right? And they're playing the numbers game that nothing that you are not going to die because you are young and healthy, right? Yep. Yep. So they're playing that game, which is cool. If something did happen to you, they would pay out. Both would pay out, right? But one of them is much more of a strategic financial decision. People who make strategic financial decisions like that generally aren't searching Facebook all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Does that make sense? 100%. Right. So these are social leads, right? We're we're on Google, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on YouTube, like where everybody is, right? But generally, those types of people want term life. They need it. They haven't made a, a, a solid financial decision right? They don't have it and they need this thing. They have a new family, all of that. So um, you can get those types of things. You have to understand the medium by which you are advertising and then how you can make this in mass, right? Mm -hmm. So like insurance companies generally make relationships with financial advisors and things like that to sell whole life, but they need term life because it turns. Got it. Got it. Well, and that's a great, that's a great way to look at it too, because you're right. Whole life, you know, and it, whether you use whole life or IUL, VUL, whatever the product is that people are, are purchasing, um, those are 
very calculated, you know, mm -hmm. very procedural type things. And, and it's great for, you know, things like infinite banking and, and, and loans, like you said, policy loans and cashing out mm -hmm. loans. And there's a lot of strategy around that. Whereas term life's like, hey, I probably should have this because I now have two kids and right. if I die, it's a problem, right? So there's something needs to happen. Yeah, right. it, it's so it's so different. And so what what is the, um, you know, I'm assuming it's also regional too, right? The cost of these leads to some areas. They are. are. So what we do advertise in most of the states at any given time, right? And it, I mean, like California is just a problem. California, it's just so expensive. But as long as you have enough volume going, it kind of comes out in the wash and it's fine. Otherwise, if you have smaller regional players, you have to isolate. Got it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I think that that's the big thing about running paper lead, right? Is at scale, there's going to be some that are more expensive, less expensive. Some regions right. are better. Some offers are better. Um, some products are better, right? There's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of variation in there, but um, it, just so that we can keep it, you know, fairly short on the show here, because, uh, you know, people will be sleeping, listen to at least me talk. You're, you're exciting, but I'm getting the <laughs> 190 episodes into this thing. So um, if, if people are interested, let's say you're an insurance agent, maybe you're starting, maybe you, you, you run a, a smaller, you know, um, business, or maybe you run a bigger business and you're, and you're scaling up your team. Doesn't really matter. Um, check out, uh, Kelly, you're gonna go to linkedin.com slash I N slash Kelly Bryn B R Y N. We'll drop that in the show notes in the description below. Um, there's also dapper codes, which is one, one of your brands that you have. I know we'll, we'll drop some of the other, um, social handles and stuff there, but if you're interested in paper lead, there's a great, it's a great model because you can scale, Kelly can scale, you can scale together. It, it's yep. a it's a good model that's not really retainer based. And so there's this this connected kind of growth that you both can have together. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in that, um, check out LinkedIn. Again, we'll drop that below. Really appreciate you coming on the show and have a great rest of the day.